I'm Michelle Berry, and you don't know Jack. I'm a freelance business writer, ghostwriter, and PR and media consultant living in Northern Arizona. My entire career has been built on storytelling, and that's where this true story begins. Back in the summer of 2016, I was a tourist visiting Jerome, Arizona. It's a historic mining town about two hours north of Phoenix. It's absolutely stunning. It's at 5,000 feet above sea level, and from certain points in Jerome, you can see the entire Verde Valley and the Red Rocks of nearby Sedona. If you ever get a chance to visit Jerome, I absolutely recommend it. Jerome's spooky history as an abandoned ghost town and a mining town that burned to the ground on three separate occasions also makes it super attractive to the fans of ghost hunting and supernatural shows. It's known as the Wicked City, the most haunted city in America, and the wickedest town in the West. Now, I've been living in this area for seven years, so I don't know how much of that is true. I do know that Jerome is the home to about 480 citizens, most of whom have moved here by choice from somewhere else. And, you know, some of those residents do have some strange stories about ghosts and encounters with spirits. Jerome is a town of full of unique individuals. There's artists, entrepreneurs, musicians, hippies. Uh, there's the still the salt-of-the-earth descendants of the miners that once populated the town. And then there's another faction of folks who are just looking to live quietly and, you know, off the grid a little bit in a very small community. So it's a, it's a mishmash of, of personalities. It was during my first visit to Jerome that I first encountered Dr. Jack Dillenberg. And I, I say encountered because we didn't actually meet that day. That didn't come until later. Uh, at this time, it was more like I witnessed Jack in action, as one does. I was sitting in a local breakfast spot called the Mine Cafe. And Jack was seated nearby in a booth with some friends. My husband and I were enjoying our hash jacks, which was a dish that the mine served at the time. Uh, and we had just discovered this on our vacation. Hash jacks were these decadent hash brown pancakes. And it was our second time back to the mine. Already in love with Jerome, we were falling in love with the Verde Valley. You know, this was kind of our first real thought that maybe someday we could live here. So there we were, falling in love with Jerome, having some coffee, and I couldn't help but overhear some of the lively conversations 
the, that were going on with the people across from us. Um, most notably in this group was a small bald man with a white beard. Uh, and he was just beaming from ear to ear. He was wearing a Panama hat, a tie-dye t-shirt, baggy shorts, and sandals. And he was telling this story about meeting Bob Marley in Jamaica. The Bob Marley, as in every little thing's going to be all right, Bob Marley. And, and how during this meeting with him, uh, Marley offered him a hit off of his bong, which he accepted and <laughs> joined in. So there's quite a lot of laughter, giggling happening over at this table, but there was something in the way he related the story that drew me in and made me believe that it actually happened. It wasn't just a tall tale. It was something in the way he told the story. It was so matter of fact, like it was, you know, just another day in this fellow's life. Fast forward to one year later, and my husband and I have moved to the Jerome area. Uh, we were living in a neighboring small town called Clarkdale, and my husband took a job in Jerome as a barber. And not long after my husband started at his barber position, this funny little man with a white beard comes in for an appointment. And it turns out that this is the same man from the Mine Cafe a year ago who um, had told this memorable story about meeting Bob Marley. So I went backstage and the green room was a school bus. Okay, that was the green room. And there's a guard standing, a big guy. And I walk up and he looks at me and he sees my bed and says, oh, okay, you can go in. Opens the door, smoke comes out and I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and I step up, you know, like a school bus, you gotta step up those steps. I step up, sitting in the driver's seat, is Bob Marley. Nice. And he's got a bong. <laughs> and he says, uh, who are you, man? <laughs> I say, I'm Dr. Jack. I'm the dentist in the grill. He says, cool, man. Have some of this. And he hands me his fucking bong. <laughs> so I'm sharing a bong with Bob Marley in the fucking bus. No cameras, no phones to do anything. Nothing. 1976. Don't get me wrong. I love that, hearing that story, and as you could hear by my laughter during that interview with Dr. Jack, I was highly entertained. But the more I got to know Jack, the more I found myself interested in not just the famous people he knew and these kind of funny name-dropping stories that he told, but it was the reasons why Jack was coming into contact with many of these people. It was the, the public health initiatives and programs that Jack was leading that actually put him into the paths of these luminaries. You know, for example, that concert story he tells about meeting Bob Marley. What he didn't say in that story is that he was living in Jamaica uh, providing dental health care to some of the poorest residents of Jamaica in a small fishing village called Green Island. He did that for two years. And that's the part of Jack that I really want people to know.
If you grew up in Arizona in the early 90s, there's a good chance that some of Dr. Jack's public health initiatives may have even impacted your life. Tobacco, tumor-causing, teeth-staining, smelly puking habit. That slogan, tobacco, the tumor-causing, teeth-staining, smelly puking habit, came from the mind of Dr. Jack Dillenberg. He was serving as the director of the Arizona Department of Health at the time. And together with Tim Reister of Reister Ad Agency, uh, they built an entire ad campaign around that slogan. A Wall Street Journal article that was published in 1997 recalls a very popular spot that came out of that ad campaign called Theater Snacks. The article reads, sitting in a movie theater with his date, a teenager spits gooey chewed tobacco into a cup. Seconds later, his date absentmindedly reaches over and takes a drink from the cup. Tobacco, tumor-causing, teeth-staining, smelly, puking habits. These ad spots were so successful in the state of Arizona, and research later proved that they were actually very effective in reducing tobacco use in children. Uh, They were such a success that other health departments across the country asked if they could use them to launch similar campaigns in their states. So what did Dr. Jack do? He donated the entire campaign and curriculum materials to the Center for Disease Control so that they could distribute the materials nationally for free. And that's just another example of the many ways that Dr. Jack has impacted global public health in his lifetime. Here's another. Anyone who has been a longtime Major League Baseball fan, say from the 1960s, 1970s on, has probably noticed the significant decline in players chewing tobacco on camera during televised games. Well, in later podcasts, we will talk to Dr. Jack about his role in making that happen and why. These are the things that I found so compelling as I got to know Jack. And while I loved the wild stories, I found myself asking more and more questions about his experiences in the public health realm. My curiosity and Jack's big personality were a great combination. And in 2019, I agreed to help Jack write his memoir. And the working title of our book at that time was, You Don't Know Jack, But You Should. And, you know, we were just getting started on writing the project and finding our rapport and um, scheduling a routine around writing the book when COVID came into the picture. For a while, it was to our advantage when everything stopped during lockdown. We had nothing but time. Jack and I would sit outside in his beautiful yard in Jerome, and we would have our weekly interview sessions. Anyway, I brought pictures of some of the old stuff to yeah. look at, see if there's any of interest that you might want to sure. uh, look at. Do you at. have pictures of you as a little boy? I think I do. I would love to see that. Yes, yeah, see uh, those pictures you sent yeah. of your uh, Jamaican Was, era were Yeah, great. I got a couple, yeah. So here's, the, here's what the original card looked like. This is my card. Hello from the grill. This is my Christmas card that I used to send. <laughs> this is a picture I took that got me an award years ago. It's the only picture I ever, I was overseas, where was I? I, was in, I believe, I think it was, I believe it was Hong Kong. It was oh, wow. Asia. Yeah, so anyway. So here are some old pictures of me. There's my mom 
your dad. That's your mom? Yeah. And your dad? Yep. You but, look like your dad. Is that right? You I got do. a bunch of, yeah, so I got all sorts of ones here. Just mm -hmm. some they threw these in here for me years ago. <laughs> and that's you. Yeah, it's wow. Me. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah like so much okay. hair. I'd say I was a fur yeah, yeah. What do you know? Like was this in the seventies? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. 70. That's a cool look. Yeah. You had a cool look going, Whatever, Jack. you can take any of these you want. If you think any of them are worthy, you're yeah. using Yeah, and that's your dad? That's my dad, yeah. yeah. Got a bunch with him. Here's my brother and I at my graduation from Tulane. Look alike. Yeah. When you a, a lot of times when you have an older sibling yeah. who's ahead of you in school, yeah. did the teachers expect you to be like no, him no, no, or no, anything? They didn't know him at no. All. no but it was different. Yeah. This is my brother's son, Brett. Oh. Very successful guy, my nephew. Where is he now? He's in California. He's been yeah. in California for years doing real well. That's is that you? Yeah, that's me. That's you. That's me and him, yeah. That's yeah. me and him. That's my brother, and that's Brett when he was just after he was born. Mm -hmm. Here I am bringing him home from the hospital, me, Aww. before the beard and everything. So you're Uncle Jack? Uncle Jack, I still am. We would social distance and look over his photos in his many photo albums from all of his different eras, from Boy Scout troop leader to NYU class president college graduate, dentist, member of the U.S. Navy, cabinet member of the governor of Arizona, head of the Arizona Department of Health, and so on and so on. We spent many hours revisiting all of the eras of Jack. And while Jack's memory of names and dates was sometimes fuzzy, I found that I could easily fact check many of his achievements through newspaper articles and the help of his colleagues, many of whom I interviewed while we were stuck in lockdown, and all of whom were more than happy to talk to me about their adventures with Jack. As the pandemic worsened and at a certain point, Arizona became the global epicenter of the spread of the virus, uh, Dr. Jack leapt into action. He had spent his entire adult life in public health and now his skills were being called upon once again. He ran for mayor in 2020 and became elected as the Jerome Mayer, who was leading the town council, and he consulted with multiple public health organizations locally and worldwide to try to understand the depth and breadth of the pandemic and what mayors of small towns could do to protect their citizens. So, of course, our book had to take a back seat to that. You know, in retrospect, I understand now that I was witnessing more chapters of Jack's life story. But eventually we did finish the book, and I realized once the manuscript was done that I had hours and hours of audio footage of Jack being Jack that no one but me would ever hear, and I felt kind of sad about that. I felt like the world was missing out on the wisdom and humor and humility of this human being, and I felt that we could all really use it, and that's what inspired me to create this podcast. This is a podcast for the dreamers and the doers. 
For anyone who thinks that one person can't make a lasting, positive impact on the world around them, this podcast proves that anyone can contribute and change lives. This podcast tells the story of Dr. Jack Dillenberg, a first-generation American born to German parents who fled the horrors of Nazi Germany to give their sons a better life in America. Jack devoted his life to serving others in whatever capacity he could, from free dental clinics while studying at New York University to providing free dental care to the poorest residents of Jamaica's Green Island to working with the World Bank to help stop a cholera outbreak in the slums of Calcutta to becoming the inaugural dean at the most innovative and inclusive dental school in America. This podcast will answer the question, who is Dr. Jack Dillenberg? And why should you know Jack? Dr. Jack Dillenberg is Dean Emeritus of the Arizona School of Dentistry and Oral Health at A.T. Still University, after serving as the inaugural dean for 15 years. The curriculum at the school was groundbreaking at the time of its founding because it advocated for the integration of dentistry and oral health into the larger patient-centered care delivery approach. More on that later. But let's just say that Dean Dillingberg's approach to character over grades and treating a patient with empathy became a model for many dental schools around the country. Dr. Jack has been honored many times over for his exceptional and relentless pursuit of innovation in healthcare education, delivery of dental care, public health, health program development, and improving our nation's overall oral health. You can see a partial list of Jack's many accomplishments at our website, youdon'tknowjackthepodcast.com, all one word, no apostrophe. Dr. Dillenberg is also known to friends as Dr. Jack, by his students as Dean Jack, or as his friend and mentor, Dr. George Blue Spruce, calls him Dr. D. But no matter what nickname his friends, family, and colleagues have for him, there is one thing that comes through loud and clear. Jack Dillenberg has changed lives for the better all over the world. And also... Jack Dillenberg is a character who loves to do three things, tell jokes, connect people, and use whatever influence and resources he has to be a positive change maker. So we'll explore all of this and so much more in the upcoming episodes of You Don't Know Jack, the podcast. You Don't Know Jack, the podcast is a mesmerized consulting production. Please visit our website, you don't know jackthepodcast.com, for more information about Dr. Jack, behind the scenes exclusive photos, and more. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Berry.